and welcome to episode 13 of Black Band T-Shirt Podcast, unlucky for some, and brought to you by two men who, who as Euro 2020 descends upon us, would rather than Jordan Pickford, the, the England be able to call in the services of Sir Gordon Ranks. My name's Ollie Connors, <laughs> and I'm here as ever with my disdainful psychic <laughs> best friend and co-host, Chris Morant. How are we tonight, Chris? Uh, yeah, I'm good. I just enjoyed watching how much effort went into such small payoff. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. So, good fun. We join you on this uh, balmy evening uh, to bring you our rank- latest ranking on French metal titans, Gojira. I will be saying it in that silly voice all the way through to apologise. I won't, actually, but um, <laughs> may also um, pretend I can still speak French um, at various points, try and show off. Um, Chris, Gajira, how are we feeling? Uh, better than I was. Yeah. So, um, I was quite excited about the fact that, that Ollie suggested this one, uh, because I'd never really gone in on Gojira, despite them being one of the biggest metal bands in the world right now mm-hmm. um, so I obviously knew about them I'd had lots of people tell me uh, I think it was when Magma came out that that I was kind of uh, m- made most aware and people recommending them and I'd just never really gone in I- I'd listened my, before doing this podcast I'd listened to Magma once mm-hmm. and that was my experience of Kojira yeah uh, so yeah uh, and, and as usual I've done a few listens through well, two listens through. First listen through, just listening. Second, doing notes. First listen through, I was slightly worried because I thought this would be our first... Sorry to interrupt, there's our siren. Yeah. Am I good? Uh, my first... Uh, I thought it would be my first sort of episode where m- essentially the mood from me would be meh most mm. of the way through. Mm. Um, but, I mean, I suppose with, with a lot of bands, if you listen to the first time... You're not. It's going to take a little while to pick things out that you like. So second time through, I'm glad to say there are definitely some some particular albums and some particular moments that I'm much more passionate about now. Jolly good. Well, I mean, yeah, I've been into them a little bit longer. I got into them when they first sort of um, um, broke through on From Mars to Sirius. Like that was a big a big album in the metal underworld and underground, and um, they sort of uh, picked up hype when they. Um, replace Mastodon on a download bill mm. um, I think they had to pull out due to illness and everyone was like oh Gajira who is that nice. um, so yeah been a bit, been aware of them ever since and sort of dipped in and out um, but uh, yeah um, influences we'll go into as and when I mean they're quite obvious um, there's yeah. Meshuggah yeah. Uh, Strapping Young Lads and the general work of Devin Townsend mm-hmm. uh, comes up a bit um, I think in later albums they've, ta- they've taken the same similar sort of career path as Mastodon yeah I'd agree. and um, Metallica have been an eternal influence yeah. for them yeah. and the um, Floridian tech death scene of the 80s and 90s aka the race to be faster than Slayer <laughs> um, of bands like um, Morbid Angel Death and Obituary so yeah I mean maybe some more influences will come up as and when but um, I wanted to just get into a a chat initially about you know you said that on your first listen um, you uh, weren't feeling much about Gojira 
I don't think I was feeling that much either, even after my second. And I think that might not necessarily be Gojira's fault as much as it being Modern Metal's fault and my feelings towards it in 2021. I grew up um, very interested in metal. Um, you know, there were not only do we have um, exciting stuff to get into, like um, Slipknot and Machine Head with yeah. great records around that time when, when we were growing up, but also exciting young bands, the likes of um, Killswitch Engage, um, Trivium and Lam Lamb of God. But um, over the years, um, my interest has waned. I, I, I still maintain an interest in a lot of younger bands, especially young British bands, the likes yep. of um, Conjurer, Employed to Serve, et, et al. are immensely exciting. But, um, you know... I, metal just feels stale to me these days and obviously we've got the legacy act still going um still pumping out an album every few years and still held headlining download every couple of years that it's just a bunch of old men that seem to be at that stage um until they retire or die and um and you got this um generation of bands that um been around for a while waiting to go through to that next level but um the way is blocked um by but uh, and you know these sort of middle-aged camping chair fellas that go to downloads don't seem to care about the new crop of bands likes of gojira ghost um Alter Bridge even and um, Five Finger Death Punch <laughs> <laughs> but yeah like I, do, I think how, it's, how, it's, how do you feel about metal these yeah, days yeah I mean in terms of the whole uh, I mean slightly differently to sort of actually how I've said it before but the, the, the the whole thing with the festival headliners thing it is almost a chicken egg thing isn't it because mm -hmm. you do wonder like obviously they're putting those bands on over and over again because the tickets sell yeah. And, and people want to see him yeah. but you've got to wonder if, if they put one of these <laughs> newer generation bands mm. like Gojira 20 years old yeah um, well they formed in 1996 so yeah. 25 yeah. yeah on that headline slot most people there would love them yeah even yeah. if they'd never listened to them before yeah you know so it's that little bit of like it's, it's equal parts what the audience wants but also what are you feeding them mm. you know um but yeah, I'm I'm absolutely kind of with you. I I do I think that is a big part. I think you're absolutely right of of why on first listen through, there wasn't a lot that got me excited, yeah. because. Uh, I suppose I suppose the tricky thing going to them for the first time is that, like I've just said, some of the albums are twenty years old, mm. and actually in twenty twenty one years there are still bands releasing stuff that sounds the same as that now, <laughs> and I listen to it and think, oh yeah, it's another one of them. Yawn. <laughs> Um, so it was kind of unfair because I was listening to it in that context but actually if I'd listened to those first few albums at the time they came out they might have been more exciting yeah yeah you know? potentially um, but having said that I mean something I, I go back to quite a lot I think it's something like it's not very it's not very many years I, I can't remember off the top of my head now but it's something like 12 years between Black Sabbath's first album mm and Bathory's first album mm. that's mad yeah 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 
right? The, the progression and the yeah. change that's happened there and the invention. Okay, you then go from Bathory's first album, which so that must mean that's 1981, something like right. that, right? You go from that to now, yeah, and that's 40 years, yeah. Is there that much that's changed? You know, yeah. there are some bands that massively have, like you said, you've got you had that wave of like Slipknot and, and Machine Head, that kind of what I I was thinking as you were saying that of like, I feel like that was in the wake of new metal. New metal mm. brought sort of heavy guitar kind of uh, idea yeah. to the mainstream yeah. and then people took that and made something good out of it yeah. you know and people were hungry for, for heavy guitar music and, and so were ready to listen to the good stuff whereas guitar music is not fashionable right now no you know so there's no excitement around it in that same kind of way in the mainstream Mm. Um, so it's those like you said it's all those underground smaller bands that are doing the exciting stuff yeah and it's only people who are really into that and go looking for it yeah that are going to find it everyone mm. else is going to be lapping up those same old big bands from 20 years ago because that's when it was last exciting yeah yeah I reckon yeah no more needs to be said on it than that but no I should say before we really get into it that I'm not completely down on this band there is a lot to love out the, um, uh, about them um, you know that they're a family band of two brothers uh, that came from the they come from a village in the middle of nowhere um, about uh, 20 to 30 kilometers outside of Biarritz in the south of France and um, yeah um, have become and, and also France as a country doesn't have much of a big metal legacy scene to, to speak of and um, yeah they've come from nowhere to be this massive band and doing so um, whilst doing so their lyrics are all about um, sort of conservation and ecology and the environment which is wicked to hear um, rather than the same old shit about doing coke and being a Nazi um, <laughs> you know yeah. I mean I'm just going to jump in at that point mm. with, with the fact that like I knew this about them mm. um, like I'd read up the Wikipedia page and just generally from what people had said and things so I knew that they had that focus on on that side of stuff which mm. appealed to me immediately because yeah. you know it's what I did my degree and it's kind of something I'm passionate about so straight away they're a different metal band mm. just for that yeah you know There's, I can't think of any others where that's kind of the focus of yeah. the lyrics a lot of the time um, and the whole brothers that sorry number two it's an ambulance this time we're getting <laughs> them all it's like the whole set um <laughs> Yeah, like it's it's it's. Can you get a coast guard in back? <laughs> um, I believe it is the guitarist and the drummer that are brothers, isn't yes, it? As that's well, right. Which is the same and, as Joe and Mario Duplantier. Yeah, same as so same as myself and Alex and our band. Mm. So there was that kind of like link as well. Um, and I've seen a couple of like very short clips from interviews and things, and they just seem like nice guys as well. Mm. You know, mm. kind of solid, down to earth people. Um, so I wanted to like them. I think that helped as well. Yeah. You know, I've gone into it wanting to like this band. Yeah, yeah. Otherwise, maybe I wouldn't have tried to find those bits that I do like quite as much. <laughs> maybe I might have gone into this a bit more with the like, right, let's take down this this band that everyone loves and I don't get. Um, <laughs> but because of all those things, I've gone into it thinking, well, no, actually, I can see where they're coming from and I want, I want them to be doing well, essentially. Yes, yes definitely. Um, should mention before we get into the ranking obviously um, Gojira is the Japanese word for Godzilla 
So our Niche of the Better top five at the end of this podcast will be on our top five songs that mention fictional monsters in the title. Um, so we're not going mythical beasts. So no, unfortunately, no um, Puff the Magic Dragon or um, anything about Minotaurs. But uh, yeah, this should be a really fun one. I'm, I'm really liking my top five and should uh, bring a couple of different things to the playlist, which is what it's all about. Absolutely. Um, and our usual uh, shout outs at the end um, <laughs> very exciting one to talk about there so let's go um, into the ranking um, I believe you went before me last time when we were with yes. Adam so my turn to go first my number 7 Chris is Terra Incognita mm, okay mine is by a long old way the link okay my number 6 is the link okay uh, then my number six is Terror Ring. <laughs> right, okay. Yeah. They are a band that took time to find their feet. Mm. Yeah. It can be left there, yes. <clears throat> my number five is The Way of All Flesh. Okay, uh, my number five in the end is Magma. Wow, okay. Which uh, I think is interesting, noting that that's the only album I had listened to before this mm-hmm. and therefore hadn't gone into much more. It's mm-hmm. kind of indicative, yeah. I suppose. Uh, my number four is L'Enfant Sauvage. My number four is The Way of All Flesh. Okay. My number three is Fortitude. My number three is From Mars to Sirius. Ooh. Okay. Interesting. My number two is Magma. Uh, My number two is L'Enfant Sauvage. (laughs) (laughs) And um, my number one is From Mars to Sirius. Uh, My number one is Fortitude. Interesting. Mm. Cool. So, so we'll go first to the Link. Um, perhaps the only album in this podcast named after a '90s mobile phone shop, with um, <laughs> Shed Seven doing their advert theme. Um, Chris, yeah, I wanted to do this one first because um, you indicated to um, to me before we recorded that there was a uh, well, you said just then. It was last by quite a long way for you, so um, just wanted to get some thoughts for you from you on this one. Um, I just found it incredible. I mean, and, and very much linked to the conversation about metal we were having, incredibly dull, mm. basically. Um, I, like there are bits in it that I can kind of enjoy, but all of it goes on for too long. Mm-hmm. Doesn't do very much, really. Yeah. It's all pretty much on one level um, uh, there, there seems to be less vocals than the other albums on yes. it I'd say as well which means there's even less to kind of get interested by because yeah, the yeah. instrumental itself isn't doing a whole lot mm-hmm. um, and it's the first album doing this podcast um, where I've really struggled to just get to the end right really mm-hmm. Um Obviously, got like just listening through first time. I didn't. I've really had a new Black Rainbow, but I kind of knew what I was getting with that. You yeah. know, I've already listened to that album. Um, first, listened through to the albums for this. I did listen all the way through because you know I don't know there might be an absolute stunner of a song at the yeah, end. Yeah, yeah. Um, second, listened through already knowing I didn't enjoy it that much. Making mm-hmm. my notes and I just, yeah, it got to about two thirds through. I think and I was just like, this is becoming a real chore. Yeah, essentially. No, you're right. Um, I mean. Yeah, I've got for my worst part that I don't have anything bad to say about this record, but nothing great to say about it either. It's aggressively fine. Yeah. 
and and um, no, you you made some very good points about it being over long. That might come up again yes. on um, on 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 later records. But um, yeah, there was just something about it I liked more than Terra Incognita. Maybe it's the more experimental uh, sound of it, yeah. which um, which I enjoyed rather than uh, um, Terra Incognita's more say feral elements um something but, something that come comes into the excuse me something that i think godzilla bring in quite a lot uh, a word that i've used a lot in my notes and stuff is organic mm. and i feel like this is the first album where that comes through mm. i think i think that's that's a big thing that i like over terror incognita from it yeah um but i found terror incognita there's probably things in terror incognita i like even less than stuff yeah. on this. Yeah, yeah. But at least it's interesting. Yeah, basically. And um, yeah, I don't really have a lot to defend it really. Um, for my best part, that I've liked that there's a, a nice flow through yeah. um, connected remembrance and Torai. Yeah, which I quite enjoyed. Um, and that uh, for my for uh, got down for my best song that. Um, Dawn is basically a post-metal song, so fine with that. I, I think <laughs> I've got Dawn as my worst. Okay, um, just because it's it's eight minutes of plodding, uninspired riffs. Right. Like I agree, it is basically like a post-metal song. But 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 the key to post-metal is it's got to do something that either is interesting, yeah, instrumentally, yeah, or makes you feel something. Right. You know. Yeah. So you got. I'm thinking bands like Jesu and yeah. people like that who like. Maybe they're not doing much, but mm. there's this definite emotion behind it. Yeah. I just didn't get either of those things from Dawn. Fair. Basically. Fair. Um, I've got my... Um, for, for similar reasons, I've got Over the Flow down as my worst song. Okay. Um, just very ploddy. Yeah. yeah. I've, I've said for that that like it, it, so there's something a bit different about it from some of the rest of the album, but, but the vocals are weak mm. in that one. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, ju- yeah, just not, not amazing. Uh, yeah, you, think... you said about the flow from Connected, Remembrance and, and Torai. Like, yeah. uh, my low light is, and, and I agree that I do think it all flows really nicely, especially mm. that bit, but two of the first five tracks being interludes. Yeah. Like, for an album that's already pretty long. Yeah. Like, I've got no... And, th- and this is something that is going to keep coming up, as in, Gojira like an interlude. They like an instrumental interlude. <laughs> oh, they do indeed. And it's not a 30-second interlude. <laughs> um, but there are some albums it really works, and they get the pacing, and they get the placement of that perfectly. Mm-hmm. And there are some like this where I just feel like, for me, having track three as an interlude mm. seems a bit much. Yeah, yeah. I agree. Um, okay. Uh, have, have you got anything more positive to say yeah. about it yeah uh, so <laughs> it's a bit silly but yeah. I do genuinely mean this like wh- one of the songs that kind of it's not my highlight but one of my songs that stands out is Indians okay um, just because again something that comes up a lot uh, very fitting with the name of Gojira is they like a good stompy riff <laughs> right they do indeed um, and I like a good stompy riff yeah, that's in, not yeah. something I'm complaining about at uh, all yeah um, what I liked about Indians is that the stompy riff becomes a bit more like Godzilla dancing stompy <laughs> rather than just marching. Uh, and there's a, yeah, there's like, 
bits in between those stompy bits in that song as well, which I think are really cool. Yeah. I've said chorus, but like I'm not sure if it is. That's like, I mean something else to bring up there is that like their song structure is all quite interesting. I struggle. Mm. I always struggle to say that it's a chorus with Gojira. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sometimes it doesn't repeat at mm-hmm. all, and it's like, is that a chorus? Or not? Um, <laughs> but yeah, the bits in between the Godzilla dancing stomps, uh, I think, are really, really cool. Um, yeah, that's one of the songs that just sticks out to me as being, like I was saying, kind of like not necessarily something I enjoy, but something that mm. at least piqued my interest a bit more than yeah. just being background noise. Yeah. Um, what, what about more about yourself? I won't do my best song just yet. Um, I think, <laughs> I think, uh, I think looking back on it, um, I've done my notes, so that's how little I felt about this album, and therefore it probably should have been my worst, because I have a lot more to say about Terry and Yeah, see, that, both, that was my both, thinking. Both, yeah. good, both, 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 both good and bad, so, yeah, I, I, I realise we've operated on the principle of no take back seas, but, um, <laughs> Um, but, but yeah, that's, but that's why right. it depends on how I'm we're done. looking at it. It depends on how we're looking at it, doesn't it? Because it's like you could have an album that is horrendously awful, but mm. it's awful in a way you can talk about, and therefore it's yeah, interesting. Yeah. Um, I've gone on the basis of you know, Tonkinito is not horrendously awful, but mm. even for the bit that I feel like it has lower lows than, yeah, yeah, than yeah. this album does. Yeah, um, right. but I do feel like it's got high highs as well. Um, mm-hmm. uh, I enjoyed uh, that on Embrace the World near the end where he's singing I embrace the world over and go over again he just sounds like the world's angriest hugger (laughs) (laughs) that made me chuckle Uh, um, my best song I've gone Wisdom Comes in the end oh nice Um, right near the end just before dawn I feel like it's you know it's short (laughs) yeah Um, (laughs) uh, but it picks the energy up a bit as well um it's a bit. I suppose it's a, actually it's a little bit of a throwback to the previous album. Mm. In some ways, it's got the kind of. Uh, again, I know I've mentioned this before. The whole like wordle posters of like the most used words in my notes. One of the most used words in my notes. And I don't know if this is. I was trying to think of the word to describe this thing in metal that Gojira do a lot. Mm. Uh, and the best way I could describe it is a tremolo yeah, riff, yeah, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Just a. Yeah, yeah. Um, they do that a lot <laughs> uh, and uh, they do that in Wisdom Comes but I feel like it's kind of it's welcome there because it's kind of picking the pace up a little bit where it's been lacking um, yeah I mean that's uh, you know again clearly it shows why it's my worst album because that's my yeah. best song and that's about the best I can say about it fair fair so yes now we move on to Terror Incognita their first album released in the year 1999 and um yeah you can tell that i think i think people like uh from what i was reading online like to characterize this as their most death metal album i was yeah i was gonna say exactly that's absolutely what i got from it but one of my best uh, one of my best parts links into one of my worst parts and i see uh, um, you agree with me on this so there's something like i said um in the previous uh about um during our discussion on the previous album, something fair about this album that puts me in the mind of sort of experimental math and jazz stuff. Yeah. But it also comes across a bit like System of a Down at their wackiest. See, I didn't get that. I can I see think, where you're I, coming I, from. I, I think this being announced, um, released in 99, 
there's a lot of System of a Down self-titled in this. I was going to say early, early system. Yeah, I can get yeah. that. Yeah, yeah, I do. I, 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 again, not what I. I mean, my my low light actually mm. probably links closest to that. Um, I didn't think of system, but actually that's probably quite an, uh, a closer link than what I've said. But um, I've said that uh, I don't know if it's nineteen ninety or one thousand nine hundred ninety. Uh, um, hang on, uh, hang, hang on, hang on, hang on. There we go. Um, uh, sounds like Mikey Goodman of Sixth having night terrors. Yeah, yeah, I've got that down as one of my worst songs. That um, it's exactly what people imagine listening to metal is actually like. Yeah, yes, yeah, that's a really good explanation. Absolutely, it's, 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 a little it's, glimpse into a non-metal listener's world. It's of just hearing pe- it. it's just people shouting and screaming yeah. over and over again. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but with silly voices as yeah. well like it's, uh, yeah and, and, on, and on voices I think a big part of why this album is as low down as it is for me as well is the the death the sort of traditional death metal growl mm. kind of raw is my least favourite metal vocal style yeah and that's most of the vocal on this album <laughs> um, there are parts where obviously and, 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 and generally there are parts in songs by all bands that use it that I think work really really well you know yeah. it's got it's place yeah um, but a whole album where that's the main vocal style is something I struggle with. Yeah, I find it a bit too. And the thing is with Gojira, I know it's not what they're about, but to me, it's it's part of the whole like pseudo macho side of metal that puts me off. I associate it with that because yeah. it sounds like someone going, "Oh, I'm a big man," and a bit pantomime. <laughs> yeah. Um, my other worst song, may as well say while we're here, is um, it's four. Um, a phone message into a weird spidery riff is just so new metal. Yeah, so <laughs> so four is kind of all right. It's quite, uh, it's like impressive guitar playing, I suppose, in, in, uh, in a certain way. Um, I did read that it was an instrumental that initially they had just written and recorded for their mum for her birthday, right? Um, and then they decided to put it on the album. Yeah, leave it as a private present. <laughs> Doesn't need to be there. Um, my is, is that your worst? Tracking the end, so, so it's kind of joined between um, four and quatrillion. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so my worst, and this is kind of the one that was in my head when I was thinking of, you know, there's low lows, but at least it's kind of interesting because this song for me sticks out like a sore thumb. Is Satan is a lawyer. Oh right. Um, <laughs> Stupid name. Mine. Uh, so, my, new me- so new metal again. Yeah. My my notes for this just say, well, this is weird. Um, bad 90s grunge pop verses into boring riffage for the chorus <laughs> odd really odd yeah <laughs> and actually some of the song titles on this just looking back are embarrassing <laughs> blow me away you universe <laughs> no, so this is something else I wanted to bring up actually and I wondered mm. if you'd kind of notice and again for me it's something that's much more of an issue on some albums than others mm. but um, the whole thing of bands from countries that don't speak English as their native yeah, language, yeah. choosing to do their songs in English. Yeah. Inevitably is going to mean that some of the lyrics don't hit the mark. Mm-hmm. And I feel like with Gojira, that's quite often the case. <laughs> um, so I wonder if that's kind of, maybe they could have that excuse for some of the terrible bad <laughs> song titles as well. I also wanted to point towards um, on the BOTA, because... Uh, I just met, uh, wanted to make the um, suck on the boat of these nuts joke. <laughs> well, 
What do we know what that stands for? By the nope. way, <laughs> yeah, I was trying to work that out before. Um, that I mean, that's another one that's got a sort of a highlight moment for me in the mm. first listen through. That intro is the first thing that stuck in my head mm. from this album. That mm-hmm. sort of symbol, like like symbols going yeah, on yeah. and the tapping guitar. Um, again, it's a bit different and a bit more subtle than a lot of what come before it. So that was something mm-hmm. that sort of stuck out, but doesn't really do much else after that point. Um. Um, so highlights for me. Oh, um, <laughs> the last one um, I've got down as a as, as as a highlight. It's a it's a bit of a snarky one at the end of um, Fire Is Everything, reminding me of Piano Burning from a far better album. <laughs> That's um, yeah. Um, can't remember the name off the top of my head, but um, it's um, hip hop experimental hip hop band Clipping who are yeah, yeah. fucking wonderful. Uh, check them out immediately. Um, you may recognise one of their members, David Diggs from Hamilton, but um, if you like Hamilton, you might not like it, Clipping. <laughs> to make you aware. Um, yes. Um, yeah. So Fire Is Everything was probably my second favourite. Oh, nice track. Mm-hmm. Um, just one of the more satisfying ones all the way through. Yeah, the outro starts to drag a little bit, mm-hmm. um, which is another Gojira trope. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, I enjoy, and and within Fire Is Everything is my highlight of the okay. album, which is that they do. So something I mentioned in the Dillinger Escape Plan uh, episode was that they use something in the way back when. Way back when, <laughs> uh, there's a few songs where they have like what I hit when I hear it, I think of like an angry bumblebee. No oh, right <laughs> on the guitar, and uh, this album has that a couple of times, and the best best use of that is in that song. Yeah. Um, but they use it in lizard skin as well to oh, quite right. a good effect mm-hmm. just that kind of yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. giant pissed off bumblebee noises right. on a guitar great <laughs> okie dokie um, have, have you done the best song yeah yeah uh, well uh, no um, I've yet I'm yet to do mine second uh, for me uh, is Rise which I feel is pretty interesting at, at points um, but I've gone for yeah. my highlight here as uh, Space Time which I feel introduces a lot of Gajira tropes. Yes. In a good way. Yeah. The the, the, the harmonics. Mm-hmm. They like a good harmonic. Oh yes they do. Uh yeah, I, I've I've written that I particularly like the like there's like a bent pinch harmonic in that mm-hmm. uh, kind of intro, which is really nice. Yeah. And a good groove to it. Yeah, I like that one as well. Mm-hmm. Um I did stop paying attention after a little while. Because uh, I think it was kind of repeating the same thing, yeah, but yeah. what is repeating is is good. Mm-hmm. Um, I went with clone. The oh, opener, nice! As my as my best, mm-hmm. uh, best. Uh, again, it's kind of very death metally, and but but it's got a good punch. Um, and uh, yeah, again, it just it's one of those that just kind of made me smile because it had so many like we were saying about the kind of generic metal thing mm. from this time as well you know you've got the pinch harmonics yeah you've got the big riff yeah you've got the obligatory breakdown <laughs> and then you've got the riff but slower <laughs> uh, it's just all the like tick 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 <laughs> uh, so i kind of enjoy it for that yeah. um yeah and the final um thing i've got down here is that um just that this is um <laughs> just really quite dull unfortunately and that the story's more interest uh, the backstory to this record mm. is more interesting than the output a bit like um, Björk's Biophilia um, yeah. that um, so for this record um, Joe Duplantier 
locked himself in a cabin in the woods yeah. uh, for two weeks and basically crafted this album in his mind. I think so. I, th- I think it was actually it was two years. Right. I think he. I think he moved. He literally moved like he went off grid. Yeah. With a partner. So him and a partner like lived in a, a a cabin in the woods for like two years, completely like self sufficient and yeah, which brilliant yeah, uh, <laughs> and <clears throat> and I, I, I yeah I think that does directly link to I read that the theme of the album is meant to be generally about looking inside yourself mm-hmm. and that kind of unknown land yep. within. Ooh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I I feel like that uh, you know. If you didn't, if you hadn't read that, I don't think you'd know it yeah. necessarily. Yeah, yeah. Anything else there before we move on? Uh, nah. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's. I think that's it. You know, I, I enjoyed it a lot more second time round. Yeah, I mean, yeah. First time round, from what I kind of knew, again having only listened to Magma before, mm-hmm. and what I knew about because you're generally listening to it, I was quite surprised. Yeah. By how heavy it was mm-hmm. and how deathy it was. Mm-hmm. Um, so that maybe shocked me a bit, but second time around I enjoyed it a bit more. Cool. Well, yeah, I mean, I think most Kajira fans know that the first two albums aren't a lot to shout about. Mm. But we move on now to our mutually lowest ranked of the rest of the records, which is The Way of All Flesh. Mm. Chris, <sighs> 75 minutes. For 12 songs. Do you know, I just feel the biggest thing, right? And so, so we very briefly had a conversation before we started recording where I said that it's going to take me listening to Gojira a bit more to really understand this. Yeah. But there are some albums that really click with me with them. Mm-hmm. And, and I just think, yes, this is brilliant. And there are some that I listen to and I just go, I do not get it. Yeah. Don't get this at all. Mm-hmm. And The Wave of Flesh is one of those. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I feel like it was a backward step, mm. essentially. Especially from from, from Master Series, yeah. which is sort of their breakout hit. Yeah, yeah and, and introduced so many more elements to their sound. And mm-hmm. obviously we'll get on to properly later, but I do think it's important to mention that in, in, in talking about this album because I think that's a big part of why it's as low down for me as it is as well is is you know there's there's nothing wrong with it yeah you know there's plenty of good stuff there but it just feels like it's going back over trodden ground yeah really. um yeah i mean i've got a similar note for my worst part um that this album is cold techy and mechanical mm-hmm. all the worst parts of a band so we're heavily influenced by Meshuggah. i was going to say that's exactly what i was going to say it's it's it represents the what I think of when I think of Meshuggah and why I don't consider myself a Meshuggah fan. Yeah. Again, they're another band I've not ever properly gone in on. So mm-hmm. I might, they might, may well like because there will be things I really love about them that yeah. I've not discovered yet. Mm-hmm. But when I think of them and that style generally, yeah, this album represents exactly that. Yeah, mm-hmm. completely mm-hmm. agree. And that's, um, yeah, 75 minutes for 12 songs is just too much, man. Yeah, that, that's my <laughs> low light as well. It's just faffy time wasting. Yeah. There's two, altogether, there's about two and a half minutes of reversed looped guitar. Yeah. You don't need that much. <laughs> it's fun for about ten seconds, yeah. um, but there's like two songs that have it for a minute at the end of the song, and then another thirty second section somewhere else. It's like yeah. it. you get it. You've worked out how to reverse a recording. Like um, best parts, though. Don't want to um, shit on this all together. No, let's go. Um, but. Um, I feel that this is um, more varied than any of their output before and that um, I think for the first time the rhythm guitarist Christian Andreu 
is doing something uh, more interesting than just following mm. Joe Duplantier on this record. Yeah, I agree. There are some definite, uh, sort of, yeah, some definite guitar interplay that's more interesting than what we've had. Mm-hmm. Um, I do. I mean, it's tricky. I do because I think I don't. Yeah, maybe it's it's not. Uh, when I say it's a disappointing follow-up mm. to from Master Serious, it's more in the sense that that album was such a step up and they introduced so many new elements to their sound Mm -hmm. from the previous yeah and this one not as much yeah yeah so it's not that it's yeah so when I say it's gone backwards maybe that's a bit unfair it's just not gone forwards as much as maybe (laughs) uh, you would have hoped a band that had that promise would have done yeah yeah Um, but yeah I I do think that the thing that really does put me off is, is that straight chuggy guitar playing yeah. And that tremolo riffing that I've talked about um, mm-hmm. happens a lot, <laughs> and and I don't enjoy it. It's very repetitive yeah. on this record, especially. Although um, I think a good run on this record is um, "Art of Dying" through "Esoteric Surgery," "Vacuity," and "Wolf Down the Earth." I think that's a good four-track run and run, and probably um, the. Uh, strongest run on the record mm. I've got um, After Dying Down as my best song actually because cool. um, it's way too long but um, I think it's the strongest Mario Duplantier drum performance Yes, I think he's excellent on that song yeah it was very nearly mine actually it was very nearly my top um, mm-hmm. I think that I think a big thing that uh there's two sort of parts to it that meant it wasn't my absolute favourite. So um, there's vocal when vocals come in. It's around two twenty I've put here. So kind of okay. after the kind of initial intro and stuff. It, that there's a section there that sort of feels a bit generic and mm. ranty and just mm-hmm. a bit kind of like I don't know. I feel like they could have done something more interesting with it. Yeah. Um, and but then there's it's, yeah it's one of those songs that's just got ups and downs within it because then they've got the like the bit in the middle there's like the atmospheric break where it kind of all drops down a bit uh, and then just kicks back in massively <laughs> like this proper just like bam here we go um, yeah and some really exciting guitar playing in that bit like like they've not done before absolutely like you said before but and this is where I'm going to start talking about this they have an issue with something that I hate which is fade outs okay they love a good multi-minute long (laughs) outro fade out no please no (laughs) like like again we mentioned we talked about it in the Dillinger episode there are cases where I feel like it works brilliantly and just Mm -hmm. like that idea of that riff is still playing somewhere yeah (laughs) Yeah. Um, and there are there are instances where Gajira put it off and they've clearly thought about it and it works brilliantly but for me, there are, there are too many. This isn't the worst album for it, actually. Yeah. And um, there's an album that's worse for it, but but it's something that they do way too much for my liking. Like learn to finish a song. <laughs> um, but yeah. So the art of dying. It, it is my. I've just I've just ranted about it, but it is my silver. It's my second yeah, one. Yeah. It's just those. That's the reason it's not my absolute top. Mm-hmm. Um, for for my top in the end, I've gone for talking of shit song titles Mm. uh, Toxic Garbage Island (laughs) (laughs) Um, but that intro riff is a beast oh yeah like that's it's phenomenal yeah rage Um, and then even more gnarly for the verse like it's just kind of it just keeps picking up yeah Um, 
and then of course we slow shit down for a good metal head bop uh, as well um, yeah I think I think Ouroboros is, is a bit of it's, it's okay but it's a bit of a weak opener for me and that was the single really from this record wow okay yeah. like there's some cool hammer on riff stuff going on yeah um but then just kind of lots of chugger-chugger and average vocals. Yeah. Whereas I feel like Toxic Garbage Island gets a lot more interesting a lot Definitely. quickly. Uh, the note I've got down for, for that one is that um, Toxic Garbage Island is an excellent description of the United Kingdom. <laughs> <laughs> it's better than, uh, what's, the, what's the current Twitter? <coughs> Normal Island. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Normal racist island. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. As we mentioned on the first couple of records, we're going to go after interludes, interludes a lot on this podcast. Mm. And um, I've got that I've, uh, for my worst song that I'm going after interludes again, but um, the silver chord is very pointless. It's, it's, it's moody. It's a yummy, <laughs> moody jam. Uh, but generally, I don't like more jam than bread. And <laughs> that's what that is. Uh, the, the thing that frustrates me, right, and this is something, again, that they do multiple times. Yeah. If you're going to have an interlude like that, fine. Yeah. But make it link into the next song. Mm-hmm. At least give it some kind of purpose. Yeah. You know? Yeah, yeah. Um, don't have it like two minute long in- interlude and then it just stops and then a completely unrelated song starts. Mm-hmm. You may as well just not have it on there. Either turn it into a full song or fuck off. Like, <laughs> and again, that's something they kind of got better at. I feel mm-hmm. as they went on, but yeah. Um, anything more to say on um, the way of all flesh? Uh, so uh, uh, the only thing I've not really talked about is my work. So my, my highlight moment is that bit in the, in the oops, just bash my mic. Uh, is the uh, the bit in the middle of that of the art of dying that I was talking about is my highlight moment. But that my worst song. Um, is a sigh to behold. Oh yes, uh, with that dodgy diet, song title. D- that, well, yes, and that diet Ramstein synth intro. Right. Yeah, yeah, I'm remembering that yeah. now. Gosh. Oh no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do not want. <laughs> uh, and there, and I mean that's fine, and it could have turned into a good song, and I would have forgiven it. But instead, yeah. it just kind of turns into a bit of a corn, new metal kind yeah. of feeling thing. But about eight years too late <laughs> um, bad lyrics as well I can't I didn't make a note of what they exactly were but it's one of the examples of some really quite I'm not a fan of on the nose lyrics I think it's an mm. issue you know but, um, and, and yeah again if it's your second language that's gonna happen yeah well good thing you can't understand me in our band because <laughs> I'm screeching um, I think it might be quite interesting to close out this half with Magma. Okay. You, yeah. If you're happy to. Where yeah. did you, I can't remember where you ranked it in Second. Yet. I mean, it's, it's up to you, man. But you, but you had it... You I had, had it, it below it. the way of all flesh, and considering the way I've just laid into that. Yeah. You've got a lot to say. No, and um, I think we need to sometimes um, slaughter some sacred cows <laughs> here. Um, and, I, and yeah I feel Magma is an album that's been taken to heart by the metal community and it's a, it's a strong record I like it but um, I mean yeah it's broached the obvious first I mean the worst part of this record is the Duplantier brothers lost their mum yeah of course and yeah the reason it came about and the reason it took so long for it to come about yeah, yeah. 
and, and, it, and it's um, I think those records have been very popular in this scene of late records based around grief and loss so there's um, Architects All Our Gods Have Abandoned Us Touche Amore Stage 4 yeah um, that have really um, yeah spoken to people going through um, personal tragedies um, but I I mean um, just I've got it, I've got it in second but I don't know that I have that much to say about it yeah and that's my issue really um, like I get it okay I get I get the appeal I, uh, just to interrupt sorry mm. I have more to say about it than fortitude which is why I'm surprised it's so high for you okay okay um uh, that surprises me that you've said that because mm. I feel like there's ten times more going on in Fortitude than there okay. is in Magma mm. um, I feel like Magma is very flat um, I feel like so like I said this is the only Gojira album I'd listened to before we did this yep. and that was when it came out pretty much I think I remember sort of I think you recommended it I think mm-hmm. a few people would recommend it to yeah, me. so yeah. it would have been in that year that it came out 2016 um, yes thank you <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, and I remember listening to it once and just thinking I, I don't get it yeah. do not get it <clears throat> I can think of uh, I could I could think of like 10 metal albums from that year that I enjoyed more that I thought were more exciting and oh, were yeah. doing more with metal yeah, and, yeah. you know I agree Um but this seemed to be oh, the one that, Rayer came out that year. But this seemed to be the one that everyone was raving about. Mm. Um, so I think I just expected a lot more. Um, my, my biggest issue at the time was I thought it was incredibly repetitive, mm-hmm. and I still think that. Yeah. What I do like about it, and it's a shame that that what has caused it to come about was something so kind of horrible and personal for the band. But it does mean it's probably the most human album from them. Yeah. You know, it has that feel to it that you get from it that you don't get from a lot of their albums, well, mo- pretty much all of their other albums. That yeah, yeah. It is a group of humans making an album that means something to them. Yeah, yeah. You know, I do get that from it. Um, but I, I just find it quite ploddy. Mm. I get a prog it's influence very, it's very coming stri- in. It's very stripped back. I get definitely. a prog influence coming in for the first time, which is yeah. cool. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, but yeah, I f- ultimately, I feel like Fortitude takes that element and adds it to everything else that they've been good at before. Um, and I feel like this was a necessary album. But yeah. Um, yeah. I feel you know I feel bad being so because I know like you say I know it is one that is considered pretty highly and I know mm. and and um, but I, I, I don't get I don't get why it is I think I'm getting a feeling like I said earlier at the top that um, Gajira's latter day career has sort of um, matched Mastodon's a bit yep. and I'm getting a feeling that this is to you um, how pretty much all of us felt about um once more around the sun and a hunter and fortitude for you is um, um, how emperor of sand was to map yeah the the hunter yeah i think that's pretty close uh, the hunter is a, is an album that came to mind with this hmm. um yeah 
I just I, I I'm going to sound like a prick here <laughs> okay I know that but I can't help but wonder if the people who were so amazed with Magma mm. are people who haven't listened to a lot of other metal that's out there that's doing this but better because it's there mm. you know yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and I, I enjoy that they've you know again I enjoy the fact that they've gone and they've done something different for them and mm-hmm. they've and they've had a go at that and like I say I feel like have kept developing with it since yeah um, yeah okay fair enough no um, a bunch of excellent points there but uh, attempt uh, for me to attempt to um, uh, defend this record a bit I think the um, opening one and two are excellent shooting star into Silvera I, I think in fact the, um, all of the opening four uh, a, a pretty great mm-hmm. so you got um, yeah um, shooting star into Silvera the cell and stranded Ugh, stranded um, yeah may as well say here that's my favourite track of the record because <laughs> that's, it's not my no I'm not laughing because of my worst or anything like right. that right just because it doesn't surprise me because my, my the, I think that's their biggest Metallica influence oh yeah that song oh, it yeah. sounds like if Metallica had a pitch shift pedal when they recorded the Black yeah. Album oh yeah no definitely um, that's, uh, yeah, which that, is a good thing that's, <laughs> that, 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 that's why I think I like it I yeah. think um, that's the song that got me into this record mm. like um, I heard Stranded elsewhere and I thought oh shit Gajira making a Black Album yeah. this is something to get excited about yeah 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 yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah, which I mean, that's interesting as well because the <laughs> I mean, spoiler for future, but yeah, I don't think as highly of the Black Album as a lot of people do. Um, <laughs> so that matches, you know. Um, and um, second favorite song on this record is uh, the t- it's a title track, Magma. I think that's a centerpiece of this record. Yeah. Um, well, obviously, it's the self title. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, but, but, but it literally, is. it's in the middle. It's, yeah. you know, I absolutely agree. I think it is, and so that's where the prog influences they alluded to really um, yeah. come in on that one. Yeah. I reckon. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I'm just gonna say at the same point, like Magma is my second favorite as well. Nice. It would have been my top mm-hmm. purely because when I think of this album, that's the first song that I can recall. Easily, mm-hmm. you know, I think it's got quite a catchy chorus, which. Yeah, is a new thing for Kajira. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I, the only thing that stopped it being my top track is that squealy lead guitar in the verses. Mm-hmm. I hate it. Mm. I really don't like it. <laughs> um, it's quite a cool sound that they managed to make the guitar make. Yeah, I don't like it on its own. I yeah. think is the issue. Um, but everything else, like I think the chorus is like is and a word that I think I've not used for Kajira on any other album that this album has got is haunting. Mm. I think there's a, there's a lot of kind of more melancholic haunting, which obviously makes sense with what we yes. know it's about. Um, An actual lead guitar licks going on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's actual there's actual lead guitar playing rather than just <laughs> uh, just uh, texturing. Yeah, um, uh, which is out of character for me. Normally, I'm all about the texturing and fuck the <laughs> solos. But, but it's nice when you've had. <laughs> When you've had five albums of, of no lead guitar to get a song coming. Uh, that's, that's, that's a horrible exaggeration. That's not true at all. Yeah. Uh, but <laughs> um, yeah, I really, really do. I do like that song a lot. Um, I've gone with uh, Prey as my best in the end. Nice. Straight after. 
Yeah, great song. Um, mm-hmm. That sort of drum rim tapping intro. Yeah. With the sort of brief like flutes is there in the background, I think, yeah, and yeah. stuff. And and the palm guitar is that like again it, like that more subtle proggy influence coming in in a big way. And um, yeah, the, um, the flutes are uh, something I wanted to pick up on. We haven't really mentioned their sort of um, flair for instrumentation yet. Mm. I think that will come up definitely on a later record. Yep. Um, but um, but yeah, it's something they've. Um, I think it's something they've always got. used in, in um, to use that awful umbrella term, world music. Yeah. Type instruments. The, the word I always go to, which I'm sure is problematic, and I've been trying to search for an alternative, is tribal. Yes. Um, but uh, people know what I mean by that, and I will mm-hmm. please let me know <laughs> if there's a better word for it. But yeah. you know what I mean? Like, it's. I don't, and that's something that I think they get better and better at, actually, is yeah, using yeah. that kind of interesting instrumentation. Um, yeah. Uh, he- yummy, 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 heavy <laughs> short chorus. Uh, <laughs> And and that the drop out into that heavier outro as well, mm-hmm. uh, um, yeah, yeah, um, uh, yeah. I think that it's just mag- magma is is the most accessible. Yes. I think, and then it goes into prey, which is my all round better one. The unfortunate thing about prey is that after that point, this album kind of falls off a cliff. My worst. Yeah. Point about it. Yeah. Yeah. Last three are a bit weak. Um, I've got. Um, Liberation slash Yellowstone as two of my lowlights because, um, yeah, like over the course of my notes, I've gone over and over again after the interludes, and it's uh, at this point I'm like, stop it now! Yeah, <laughs> Liberation. Yeah, I get it. It's a it's a requiem for your mother. Yeah, um, which is lovely, but. We don't need a four-minute acoustic outro track no, this, on an already is, quite long record. This is it, right? So this is what I've said: is I, the album just kind of fizzles out. Yeah. Um, and I can only assume it was a deliberate conceptual choice, and mm. I respect that. Yeah, yeah. Because I'm the kind of wanky music nerd that respects a decent concept like that, mm-hmm. and I like that they've done it. But I don't like listening to it. <laughs> <laughs> Basically. <laughs> Just like I wouldn't hang a Francis Bacon, Francis, Francis, Francis Bacon uh, painting up in my living room. I respect him. I think he's an incredible artist. His paintings of grotesques are absolutely horrific and nightmare-inducing. I wouldn't want to look at it. So, yeah, it's it's a tricky one. I have got it as my low light because it does. Mm. It's a shame that it just kind of drips away. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I get why they've done that. Mm. And um, my other worst song is uh, is another part of that last three. Um, Only pain is just. Uh, it's also my worst. Yeah. It's it's a retread of stranded. Yeah, yeah, it's my worst as well. Yeah, mm. exactly. That's it's exactly what I kind of thought. I I just said I'm not really sure about it. Like, just seems a bit generic compared yeah. to what they're capable of at this point. And have shown earlier on this record. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Um, yeah. So turns out, although. I think I've got some strong defences for it, like especially with that opening four. Um, a track, sorry, a track we've not really properly talked about that I've not talked about in my as a highlight moment mm. is again probably uh, at, at this point of their career the, the most exciting guitar moment for me is the dual lead guitars in Silvera. Yeah, brilliant. The bit where they're like in their probably almost thin Lizzy style, like, yes, um, harm, harmonising guitar yeah, lead yeah. guitars. I think is gorgeous yeah um and that song generally i think it was that another single silvera i'm not sure 
I'm not it, sure. It seems to be one of the more popular ones off the mm-hmm. album anyway, but mm-hmm. I, and I get why, essentially. Yeah. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. not a good one. Sorry. No, no. Um, I think I'm, I'm pretty much done there. It's my number two, but um, much like this band overall, don't feel mega strongly about it. Fair. Okay. And that's the end of part one, I think. Unless you've got anything else? No. Uh... No, I get. I, I, you know, I feel. I feel like I've been really negative. Mm-hmm. Um, I hope that my bits that I have liked have kind of. Oh shown, yeah, I, but no, I, th- I think neither of us are totally shat in this band, but I feel um, like this is. I feel like uh, if I could put it this way, I feel like it's an uphill thing mm. with Kajira. Yeah. You know, I feel like they're very respected and and held up as like this bastion of modern metal, mm-hmm. um, and I'm. I'm climbing the mountain to get to that point of realising why. <laughs> well, you might be a bit further up than me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think I probably am. <laughs> anyway, cool. Well, um, if you hasn't made you want to blow your brains out, if you're a massive Gajira fan, <laughs> uh, join us for part two, where we'll be covering L'Enfant Sauvage uh, the, um, from Master Sirius and their latest record, Fortitude. So join us then, and also for our Niche of the Better Top 5 on uh, top five songs that mention fictional monsters in the title. See you on the other side of the jingle. (laughs) 